Welcome to Declaration, where we exist to help people encounter and follow Jesus. Here at Declaration, we believe that God has a word for you and for your family, to live a life of fullness and to be faithful to Christ and His church. If you want to know more about who we are at Declaration Church, then I highly encourage you to visit declaration.org. Now let's join in with Pastor Aaron Jacobs. Man, that stirs me every week. Does it you guys? Golly, I love that bumper so much. Just gets me going. Good morning. My name is Aaron. I am the pastor of small groups here at Declaration Church. Thank you for joining us today. If you are in fifth or sixth grade, would you please make your way to the back, go to your classroom. Let's clap them out. And let's welcome everybody online. Thank you guys for joining us as well. So I'm going to get my stuff situated here. There was a, a guy way back when, back in the day, and um, when he was born, his parents named him Odd. ODD, and um, you know, as he grew up, as you can imagine, uh, he grew up and kids made fun of him, you know, as, as they would. He, he didn't really care for that too much. He thought maybe when he got into high school, it would get better. It didn't. It got worse. Um, kids always, you know, making fun of him, making jokes because his name was odd. And then we got to be an adult. He thought, well, surely it'll get better now, and it still didn't. He got questions. Um, you know, people asking him things, people looking at him oddly, no pun intended, weirdly. Um, so, uh, you know, he got married and, and, and grew up. He's about 70 years old. And he's just, he's eating breakfast. His wife is there and he's eating breakfast. And he just, I mean, out of nowhere, just slams his hand down on the table and says, listen, when I go to meet Jesus, when you bury me, you buy a tombstone, you put the day I was born and the day that I died, and that's it. I don't like my name, and I don't want my name anywhere on that tombstone. So about 10, 12 years later, you know, he goes on to meet the Lord, and her being an, an honorable woman, she does exactly that. She buries him and puts a tombstone there with just his birthday and, and the day that he died. And to this day, as people walk by, and they look down, uh, don't get ahead of me. <laughs> they say, isn't that odd? <laughs> Thanks. I'll be here all week. Yeah, Pastor John always starts off with a story and a joke, so I couldn't be outdone. I mean, his are better, but... And I've got something going on with my throat, so you're going to have to bear with me today. I'm so sorry. We are in this series called Speak the Name. And... <clears throat> I really think, well, I really think, um, well, it's always this way, that, that God gives messages to, to teachers and pastors and, and prophets because it's for training and equipping, right? That's the, that's the purpose of why we get up here is for training and equipping. And I think um, more than maybe I've ever recognized before, I'm not saying that it is more this year, I'm just saying I've recognized it more this year, that even at the beginning of the year, if you go back and look at all the series that we've been in and, and done up to where we are. It has been an amazing path that God has been speaking to specifically the people of Declaration. Um, it's been phenomenal. And, and so now we're in this series called Speak the Name, and I really believe this series is about God wanting us to know Him 
as he wants to be known. I think that's where we are. I think he is, he is looking down at us and going, okay, it is, I, I want you to be, I want you to know me the way that I'm calling you to know me. And so much of that is wrapped up in his name. His, his name, I mean, we, we, um, you know, we sing the song, you know, uh, a thousand names. And, and uh, Pastor John talked about this last week that he has so many names because not one name could ever do him justice. So we have to look at all of them. And his names actually speak to his character, his, who, who he is and what he does. And so we're in this, we're in this series. And we've been looking at, um, uh, if you have not seen all of the messages, please go back. It has been incredibly powerful. Go back and listen to the messages. Watch the full services. The services have been unbelievable. Um, but we've been looking at the last few weeks, the I am statements of Jesus, where he says, I am calling attention back to when God called himself, introduced himself the first time to people as I am. And so Jesus is saying, I am. And then he makes all these statements. I am the bread of life. I am the light of the world. I am the gate. I am the way, the truth, and the life. I am the resurrection and the life. And today we're going to look at two more. There's seven. We're going to look at the last two. So if you have your Bibles, uh, turn to John 10 and then John 15. If We're going to go to John 10 first and then John 15. If you don't have your Bibles and you have a phone, um, you can swipe to John 10 and then we'll go to John 15. If you have an iPad, you can look at it and it'll, you know what to do. Um, I'm just, I'm just buying you some time while you get there. We'll also have it on the screen for you. John 10. This happens to be my favorite chapter in the entire Bible. I have read it a lot, um, and I started studying for this and saw so many things I've never, said, I've never seen before. So I want to encourage you, before we get there, I want to encourage you that as, as we go through these messages, for always, as we go through, if, this, if Sunday morning is the only time that you're looking at these passages when we talk about them, I, I want to encourage you, don't do that. Go home and open the Bible and take a look and see what it is that God wants to say to you. Because really, all we're trying to do here is just kind of give a launching pad. And then we get to all of us, we get to go home and look at these scriptures. And if you take notes in here, that's great. Look at the notes and say, okay, Lord, well, what, do you, what do you want to say specifically to me? And you can do that today as well. If, you could, if the Lord starts talking to you, you can disregard what I'm saying. Just listen to him. That's totally fine. In fact, I'm a self-encourager. Um, even when I see someone that most people would say, oh, they're asleep, I just tell myself that they're, they're praying. <laughs> Self-encouragement. It's important. All right. So John chapter 10, we're going to start in verse 1. Truly I tell you, anyone who doesn't enter the sheep pen by the gate but climbs in some other way is a thief and a robber. We've actually looked at this in a uh, previous message already, this, this portion. Verse 2, the one who enters by the gate is the shepherd of the sheep. The gatekeeper opens it for him, the shepherd, and the sheep hear his voice. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he has brought all of his own outside, he goes ahead of them, the sheep Follow him because they know his voice. I want to stop right there and just point out that if you call Jesus Lord, you are a sheep. And a lot of us think of that as, oh, sheep are so cuddly and they're so nice. Uh, anybody in here ever been around sheep, like on a farm? How smart are they? 
they're dumb as all get out. I mean, they're just, they're, they've been known to, to drown in four inches of water. I mean, come on now, right? We're the sheep in God's flock, right? So, that's humorous and also true. All right, if you call Jesus Lord, you are a sheep. What is this, verse 3 and verse 4, what is it saying? It's saying that God, that God speaks to us today. That's what it's saying. And it says that if you call Jesus Lord, you hear his voice. You need to hear that today. This isn't the point of the message, but you need to hear it. You hear God speak to you. So the lie when the enemy comes and tells you, I don't think I can hear God speak to me. It's exactly that. It's a lie. It's a, it's a lie straight from the enemy. You hear God's voice. Jesus said so, and it's true. That's it. All right, we can move on. They will never follow a stranger. Instead, they will run away from him because they don't know the voice of strangers. Uh, really quickly right there, uh, there's a story um, about a guy named Graham Cook. And he was talking to a Greek Orthodox priest. priest and uh, he just said the statement, well, yeah, the Lord said to me the other day. And the guy goes, ooh, wait, what do we mean? The, the Lord said to you? It's like, you're hearing voices? And Graham looks at him and goes, you're telling me you don't? Because it says right here we hear voices. In fact, it, does, it says that we hear multiple voices. We, we, hear, we hear voices that are not God. We hear voices that aren't ours. They're there. It says you won't follow those voices because you don't recognize it. So we have to start, we have to begin to recognize the voice of the shepherd. All right, I'll continue for now. Jesus gave them this figure of speech, but they did not understand what he was telling them. So he's talking to them in a way that they understand. John chapter 10, I'm going to skip down to verse 11. This is where he gets to it. He says, I am the good shepherd. So now he's calling back to what he was saying earlier. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. The hired hand, since he is not the shepherd and doesn't own the sheep, leaves them and runs away when he sees a wolf coming. The wolf then snatches and scatters them. This happens because he is a hired hand and doesn't care about the sheep. I am the good shepherd. I know my own and my own know me. There's truth again. Just as the Father knows me and I know the Father, I lay down my life for the sheep. But I have other sheep that are not from the sheep pen. I must bring them also and they will listen to my voice. Then there will be one flock, one shepherd. I'm going to stop right there because he uses sheep a lot to talk about Israel. Uh, but he also uses sheep to talk about innocent and vulnerable people. Because here in verse 16, he says, I have other sheep. So he's talking to, to Jews. I have other sheep that are not from this sheep pen. I must bring them also. He's talking about you. I have other sheep. They're not Jews. They're of another pen. But I've got to go get them and bring them here. And there's going to be one flock because there's one shepherd. This is why the Father loves me. This is verse 17. Because I lay down my life so that I may take it up again. No one takes it from me, but I lay it down on my own. I have the right to lay it down, and I have the right to take it up again. I have received this command from my Father. I love that so much for so many reasons, and I'm going to do my best to stay on track with what I'm supposed to say, because I love this so, so much. I actually, I grew up believing that God didn't speak um, to me, that he could, but he, he might probably wouldn't. And then I heard him speak to me for the first time, and that's when it all changed for me. If, if you are here today and, and you've heard me say, listen, you hear God speak to you, 
you actually, you already do hear him speak to you. Um, and you would say, I don't think that I do. That's okay. We can help you with that. We can help you with that. We have small groups, actually, that are designed to help uh, with hearing God's voice. And I want to make this encouragement to all small group leaders right now. If you're leading a small group, I would like for you to emphasize hearing God's voice because I personally believe, scripturally, we can see that the most important thing as believers that we can do is seek after the voice of God. That's where life is found. In fact, it's in the context of his voice that we get John 10.10 where it says, you know, the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But I come to give life and life abundant. That's in the context of his voice. We see in the Garden of Eden that it was the voice of God, the sound of God that walked with Adam and Eve in the cool of the day. So if you would say, I'm not sure that I know his voice, that's okay. That's okay. We can totally help you with that. that that's what we do. We can totally help you with that. Small group leaders, let's, let's help people with that. And if you don't know how, reach out to me. I can give you some, some little bitty tricks and tips to, to really begin helping people hear the voice of God. All right, so he is the good shepherd. That word good right there, it actually means flawless, is what that word. When he said that, they knew he meant flawless. Shepherd is one that herds sheep. That, uh, we all know that one. Sheep, I've already said, was metaphorical for Israel or innocent and vulnerable people. I, I saw a video um, I saw a video the other day of, I was actually watching a lot of videos about this. It was super cool. Uh, it's a, a, I always want to say sheep herder, but it's shepherd. Gosh, Aaron, come on, man. A shepherd here in America, and uh, he was out in the field, and he had his phone. He was, he was walking like this, and he was doing a video. It's super cool. And behind him are all his sheep in a single file line running to keep up with him. It's so cool. And he's just talking. And they're just following. And you can see sheep coming in from both sides and getting in line. And he's just, and he's teaching on John chapter 10. That's what he's teaching on. It was super cool. And he makes this point. He says that, um, uh, that his sheep know his voice. And they, they don't know anybody else's. So if someone else walks in the field and starts Talking, they won't come. But if he walks out there and starts talking, they come. And, and he says that, 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 um, that unless someone goes out and scares them, they won't even react. But when he starts talking, they recognize his voice and they come. And it's because he is their shepherd, they are his sheep. And he said, now, if I go and buy some other sheep and bring them into my field in this, in this pen, and I walk out and I start talking and, and, and walking... My sheep hear my voice. They recognize that they get in line. The new sheep don't. Why? Because they don't recognize his voice as their shepherd. But over time, those sheep begin to follow what the sheep in the field are doing. They, they begin seeing these sheep follow that voice. And so the new sheep slowly over time began getting in line as well until they recognize, oh, this is now my shepherd. I can trust him. So when we talk about hearing God's voice, if you're a person in the room and you would say, yeah, I, I know God speaks to me. Hearing God's voice is not just for you. It's for other people as well. So if God speaks to you and tells you things, talk about it. Tell other people. Have them do it in an everyday conversation. 
Because there's people in this room that need to know that you recognize his voice and that as you begin to recognize his voice, they will begin hearing as well. They will recognize his voice and other people will start coming in and they will begin to recognize his voice because we all recognize his voice and they will follow him. Isn't that cool? That's what Jesus is teaching here. Now that's a lot of talking about hearing his voice when I said that wasn't the point of the message. It kind of is. Of course it is. It's within context, right? But I believe really what Jesus is highlighting today is verses 11 through 13 when he says this, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. The hired hand, the hired hand since he is not the shepherd and doesn't own the sheep, leaves them and runs away when he sees a wolf coming. The wolf then snatches and scatters them. This happens because he is a hired hand and doesn't care about the sheep. He's talking about a hired hand here because in context of the culture, they had hired hands and they were just paid hands and they would run away when a wolf came. And he's trying to make the point of, okay, the hired hand would do this, but I'm the good shepherd. I won't. You can trust me. I'm with you. So this is what he's saying today. I'm with you. You can trust me. I am trustworthy. Other people will run away. I will not run away. There's people in the room today that need to hear that. You can trust him. He is the good shepherd. He is flawless. He is perfect. But Aaron, my life doesn't look like I want it to look. It looks like it's going to fall apart any moment. Yes, an all-knowing, all-powerful God lives with you and is inside of you. And when you call upon the name of him, he saves you. And he's walking with you. And he will not let you fall. You can trust him. But, Aaron, you don't know the, the worries and the anxiety. No, no, no. You can trust him. You can trust him. He is the good shepherd. I'm going to go over to John 15. I'm going to tie all this together. John 15, he makes the statement that I am the true vine. So we've seen that he's the good shepherd. We've seen that we can trust him. That's what he's saying. He said, I lay, I, laid my, I lay my life down. He laid his life down. He literally gave everything for us. So he is trustworthy. I am the true vine. And my father is the gardener. Verse 1. That word true right there uh, is used to describe things that are eternally valid and aligned with eternal truth. As opposed to earthly uh, acceptability. Because we might say, oh, that's true. Well, that is true. But he's saying, no, 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 above all truth, this is true. I am the true vine. Verse 2, every branch in me that does not produce fruit, he removes and he, and he prunes every branch that produces fruit so that it will produce more fruit. You are already clean because of the word I have spoken to you. Remain in me and I in you, just as a branch is unable to produce fruit by itself unless it remains on the vine. Neither can you unless you remain in me. I am the vine. You are the branches. The one who remains in me and I in him produces much fruit because you can do nothing without me. Hear that. We can do nothing, no thing. That word in the Greek means literally nothing without him. If anyone does not remain in me, he is thrown aside like a branch and he withers. They gather them. 
throw them into the fire, and they are burned. If you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you want, and it will be done for you. My Father is glorified by this, that you produce much fruit and prove to be my disciples. As the Father has loved me, I have also loved you. Remain in my love. If you keep my commands, you will remain in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commands and remained in his love. I have told you these things so that my joy may be in you and your joy may be complete. Who in here needs some joy? We need some joy. I have told you these things so that my joy may be in you and your joy may be complete. This is my command. Love one another as I have loved you. And then again in verse 17, this is what I command you. Love one another. That word remain that he says multiple times right there, that means to stay, to lodge, to dwell, to live. It, it means this is where you're at. Remain in me. Remain in my love. That's, that's where you need to be always. That's where you need to be. Today, he wants us to be connected with him. He wants us to stay connected with him. Why? Why does he want us to stay connected with him? To produce fruit. And when we produce fruit, he already says, there's going to be pruning. Sometimes we call it the refiner's fire. You've heard that. Um, the father disciplines those that he loves, right? It, sometimes it's a little difficult because it's getting us out of habits or this or that, whatever. But discipline or pruning is because you're doing good. You need to hear that as well. If you're going through a rough season, you're like, man, like things are going great. Now God's doing this in me and it's, it's, it's tough. That's great. That's an amazing place to be. Personally, I can tell you, I have been in that season for a while, and oh man, it's great. We're just going to keep pronouncing that until we believe it. It's amazing. I mean, it's so good, right? So good. Gosh, thank you, Jesus, right? We just got to keep saying it. This is good. This is good because it's hard. How do, we produce, how do we produce fruit? We remain in his love. How do we remain in his love? We keep his command. And what is his command? Love one another. That's it. How do we remain in his love? We love each other. Simple. It's not always easy, like in traffic. Or, you know, when someone does something and you just want to look at them and go, you're stupid. But it's simple. We just have to love people. That's all we have to do. It's so simple. What is love? Love is patient. Love is kind. I was, I was going to read 1 Corinthians 13, but I'll let you go there. 1 Corinthians 13, the love chapter. That whole chapter, it, it describes what love is. Why does it do that? Why, why does he need to say love is patient? Because there's going to be days and times when you don't want to be patient. So how do you remain in his love? You be patient. How do you remain in his love? Just be kind. Love doesn't demand its own way. Don't demand your own way. Man, if you guys knew how real this is for me right now, don't ask my wife because she'll tell you. It's one thing about my wife. Don't ask a question you don't want the answer to. She'll tell you. So don't ask her, please. This is real. This is real time. Like this is, it's been a rough season for me and God um, you know, some, I heard this once, and it's so true. Sometimes when we hear God's voice, it sounds a lot like our wife. That's true. Husbands, you can take that one to the bank. Just telling you. 
and sometimes you just don't want to hear it. And then she loves you anyways. It's just ridiculous. By the way, we celebrated 16 years on Friday. Isn't that cool? That's super cool. She's put up with me a long time. So we need to love one another. So, so we have this picture of, of him being a vine and, and us producing fruit. And what fruit do we want to produce? We want to produce love. We can even, we can even say the, the fruit of the Spirit, right? We want to produce love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, self-control. That's the fruit we want to produce. That fruit is produced when it doesn't feel like being produced. So we have to, we have to, we have to trust him. We have, to, we have to believe that he has it all worked out. I had a situation um, come up, and again, you know, like I said, this is, this is all real time for me. This is, this is so super real. And, um, well, I'll just, I'll just be, I'll be a little more transparent with you. I, I voices, I, talk, I talked about voices earlier, voices of negativity, I mean, constantly, just, especially in the last four months. I mean, it, it just, I just couldn't shut it off. And so when things would come up, little bitty tiny things, little things that, you know, wouldn't, wouldn't bother anyone, man, I would just, I would, I would be done for days. I, I, I would just take me in this spiral down uh, into this place of I'm just kind of angry at everything and everybody, and I don't know why. I'm not even, I really am not an angry person, but at some point I had to go, dude, I think maybe you've become an angry person, you know? Why is that? Let's figure this out because this is miserable. It's miserable to walk around not happy and enjoying people around you, right? Yes, it is. Absolutely it is. That's true. So, um, so something came up, and I can tell, like, it's, it's one of these things that just triggers me. And it's a, a situation that I needed to uh, respond to somehow. And so I'm just, I'm, I'm spiraling down because I'm just angry and upset. And it, it's just, it was so, so minor. So I'm sitting there at night, and um, I said, you know what, I'm, I, have to, I, I have to go take care of this. this. This is not okay for me to be in this situation. So I get up uh, out of the bed, and, and I go into, I, I actually literally go into my closet because it's the only place I can just shut the door and, and get away from everything. And um, so my prayer closet's a literal closet. Uh, it's not special, it's just a way, right? And so I, I go in there, and I, I, I kneel down, and I'm, and I'm praying. And I said, Lord, I, I, need to know, I need to know what to do here. Like, I'm, I'm really upset and getting angry and frustrated, and, and um, I, I, really need to, I really need help. Like, I need to be patient. I need to be kind. Um, so help me to be more like you. And then... Uh, I started trying to figure that out, what he would say in there, and um, I just got more and more upset and angry and frustrated, so I knew that wasn't him. So I was like, okay, well, maybe help me how to respond to this situation very patiently, very kindly. And so I started trying to think and pray on that, and I just got more and more angry uh, and frustrated. And I'm, Okay, so I knew that wasn't him. And then I, I, this happens from time to time. I hear the Lord speak very clearly to me, say, seek my face. Okay, I thought I was. So I go back, 
And I'm like, okay, I need to be patient. I need to be kind. I need to, you know, okay, so I started spiraling again. And I was like, okay, no, 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 I need to, I need to respond well. I need to respond in patience and kindness and just getting more and more and more. And the Lord says, no, seek my face. I'm, I'm like rattling. So I go back and I'm like, okay, all right, seek his face. All right, so we're going to. We're gonna uh, we're gonna just think on um, being uh, being um, patient and kind and and I'm just spiraling down more and more and 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 then I'm like okay I need to respond I mean this process continues is my point three four five times and every time I get to the end he says no seek my face just like that so. I don't know that my heart was exactly in the right spot at this point but I was really frustrated if I'm just being real. So I said, fine, I'll just try to imagine your face then, because what else do you do? So I'm, I'm sitting there, got my eyes closed, and I'm trying to imagine Jesus looking at me. And I mean, I'm trying to picture Jim Caviezel. I'm trying to picture the guy from Chosen. I'm looking at pictures on the church wall. Like, I'm looking at everything. Here's the truth. I literally could not see any of those faces. Literally could not, could not, I could see an outline. I could not see a face. I know what Jim Caviezel looks like. I've seen the movie lots of times. I've seen The Chosen. I could not, it could, would not come. And so I'm like, okay, well, now I'm getting more determined. Like, why can't I? No, I got, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do this. No. And then as I'm like trying to really imagine, and I still can't, the thoughts of, well, I need, I need to think about how to be patient and kind in that situation. And I literally went, no, I'm busy, just like that. And the Lord said, now you're getting it, just like that. And I knew, I knew that in that moment, the need to be patient and kind, I didn't have to think about. I was patient and kind. How to respond, I knew how to respond instantly. I didn't even have to think about it. Why? Because as we behold him, we look at him as though in a mirror. mirror. This is what 2 Corinthians 3.18 says. And we're being, as we look at him, we're being transformed into his same image, glory unto glory. When we focus on him, when we remain in him, when we look at him, we are transformed into his image image. What is that image? It's love. I am God. It says, it says God is love. How do we produce fruit? We remain in his love. How do we remain in his love? Man, we, we got to seek his face. Okay, well, Aaron, does that mean we've got to go in a closet all the time and seek his face? No, but you better do it some. You better do it every day. I can tell you this, on the days when I, didn't, when I haven't done that, when I haven't gone into the, the scriptures, not to learn something, not to teach something, but just to get him, when I haven't done that every day, give me two days. I'll be back in a spiral. I've proven that three, four, five times since this happened. I'm telling you guys, we can trust him. And he wants us to stay connected. Why? So we can produce fruit. And the fruit that he wants us to produce is not only for his kingdom, but man, it's for us too. It's so we can walk around in joy. It's so we can walk around in peace and in patience. It's, let's just talk about, we're not, you always hear uh, Pastor John say this, we're, we're not the point of the story, we're just part of the story, okay? But just briefly, this is not 
pointed at you specifically, but how good would it be to be able to walk around in peace when everything else around us is not? What would you give for that? And what would you what would you what would you get that on the daily when worries and anxieties and, and self-criticisms and these things come at you? What would you give in those moments to be able to walk in peace and enjoy instead of walking in, in self-condemnation and in and in chaos and in stress? What would you give? What would you give? Would you give everything? That's all he's asking. He wants everything. He takes all of our stuff, and then what does he do? He gives us his stuff. He gives us his peace and his patience and his kindness and his goodness and his gentleness and his faithfulness and his self-control. He gives us that in return. And we can trust him. He is the good shepherd. We can trust him. He said, I'm sending you out among wolves. That's, that's a promise, by the way. I mean, that's, that's not one of those feel-good promises. That's just a promise. I'm sending you out. Go out. You're going amongst wolves. But when the wolf comes, a hired hand will run away. I won't. When a wolf comes, you don't have to worry about a thing. I'll take care of him. Man, I've heard, I've heard stories about people who are being attacked, and they just pray, and the attacker can't even get near them. Like this is in the, the physical. How much more can we trust him in everything else in every day? He's trustworthy to give everything to. He's trustworthy to stay connected to. He's trustworthy, and he wants us to stay connected. And he wants us to stay connected by remaining in his love. And how do we remain in his love? By loving one another. The good shepherd says, you can trust me. I just want you to love other people. Man, come on, that, that is the best, that's the best deal you'll get today. I guarantee that. So the band's gonna come up here in a little bit and they're gonna lead us in a song. And I, I had a, it's a very simple message, right? We can trust him. We gotta stay connected to him. We've got to stay connected to him. As we stay connected to him, we know we can trust him even more. And it just allows us to keep walking. So I don't know what it is in you today that might be. I say might be because maybe it's not. But I don't know what it might be in you today that in you, around you, what circumstance that might be keeping your trust 100% in him. And I can say for me in those moments when I get impatient and I get unkind and I get frustrated and I start spiraling, in those moments I'm not trusting him. That's, that's the fruit of the spirit, by the way, the fruit of the spirit are not disqualifications from his love. They're indications that we're not walking in it. That's all it is, just a red flag. Well, I'm supposed to have joy, but I don't have joy. You're not walking, you're not remaining in his love. That's all it is. So I don't know what it is that, that might be keeping you from trusting him 100% with everything. I don't know what your schedule is or life circumstances that might be keeping you from remaining in his love. I don't, I don't know these things. We're gonna take just a, we're gonna take just a brief moment right now, actually. I wasn't planning on this, but we're gonna do it anyways. Lord. 
I would just like you to speak to every heart in this room right now about well, if there's anything, if there's anything that's keeping our trust from you, would you just show it right now? Lord, if there's a, a situation or a circumstance that's keeping us from remaining in your love, remaining in you, being connected with you, would you just re reveal that right now? I'm actually going to be quiet for just a minute. Just let's sit and ask the Lord to reveal something. Now, I trust him, and I trust that he is revealing things right now. I trust that he's showing things. And if, and if he's not, if you're not hearing anything, that's okay. That's totally okay. That's, that's, that's totally okay. We can keep asking him. He's a patient God. But as, a, as the team leads us in worship, I, I would just ask that you respond accordingly. We're going to have... We're going to have uh, prayer partners, elder families um, near these curtains on the side to pray. You can come to the front and kneel. You can stay where you are. I just ask you to respond. If the Lord has, has brought something to you that's keeping you from trusting him or remaining in him, would you just approach him and ask him what he would like for you to do? And then my, my, my next encouragement is after you do that, this is all during worship. You can sing and still, he can still speak to you while you sing. You can do whatever you would like. Just respond to him. And my next encouragement is, is whatever he shows you to do, do it. Pray for boldness. Pray for courage if that's what it takes. But do it. If it's going and talking with someone, go call them. If it's going and seeing them in person, go call them and make an appointment to go see them in person. If it's changing your schedule, go home today and change your schedule. Do it. Whatever he's asking, do it. Would you please stand? And I'm going to pray and you guys can lead us. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this. We thank you for this morning. God, I, I thank you for your son, Jesus. I thank you that he is the good shepherd and that we can trust him and that we can trust you. And I thank you that, that he is the true vine and that he came so that we could be connected to him and to you. And all you ask is for us to remain in you. And Lord, we, sometimes we need help. We are sheep. We need, some, we, we need some direction and we need some help. And Lord, I'm asking you right now just to pour out your vision, your direction your guidance, your instruction. Help us, help us in boldness and in courage to, to be obedient and to not let anything get in the way of what it is that you want to do in us and through us. Lord, I thank you that you've spoken to every person in this room today. I thank you that, that we can hear your voice. And Lord, we, we just ask 
in this moment to continue to speak to us, to continue to pour out your words, to continue to pour out your love, and let us respond to you as the God that you are, the one true God, the Almighty, the one who can do anything, the one who knows all things, the one who has all of our days numbered and knows everything about us from the day that we were born until the day that we will be with you in eternity. You knew everything before we were ever created. We give you praise and honor and glory, and we bless your name today, Lord. Amen. Thank you so much for joining us today. Maybe today you need to take the next step in your faith, whether that be giving your life to Christ or maybe you would like prayer and need to be contacted by one of our pastors. In the podcast description, you will find a link to our website and a link to an online connection card. And if you feel led, there will also be a link there where you can give directly to the ministries of Declaration Online. We would love to hear from you. God bless you and have a wonderful week.